Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm Marla Goldberg, your host, and I am so happy to have you here today. So, Today's guest, I'm going to get right into it, is Bob the Psychic, and Bob channels divine healing messages directly from spirit, thus creating a unique rapport with every client. More than just an ordinary card reader, Bob's intuitive and mediumship gift is unmatched as his messages provide a sense of peace, understanding, and emotional healing. Thanks to his ethical and straightforward approach, a consultation with Bob provides empowerment and inspiration in all areas of your life your hopes, your dreams, and you can book an appointment with Bob and see all of his services that he offers on his website, bobthepsychic.com. And I'm going to say this at the beginning, Bob has offered very generously to give 20% off of a 60 or 30 minute reading with him to those who are listening here on the show. Welcome, Bob. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So did you get the link for that? There's a special link. I did. And Bridget's going to put it on the the tape. I already okay. put it on my Guided Spirit Conversations page. Right. So if you page. want to take advantage of the offer, basically you have to use that link. And it's you on the guided, it any other way. And it's Guided Spirit Conversations on Facebook. It's on there. And then you'll find it on the replay of this. So Perfect. Perfect. So, I'm so happy to have you back. I, I, for those of you who follow the show, Bob was with me on a panel discussion, but this time I get him all to myself. So, I'm so excited about that. So, Bob, let's start talking. I know we've got a caller waiting, but, you know, developing your psychic abilities, you know, many people want to do it and they don't know how to do it. I know you, like myself, started a little bit later in the life process. So, what was your, what was the thing that triggered you to realize that you had abilities? So I, um, my story is that um, I'd always been seeing psychics, um, you know, maybe once or twice a year since I was in high school uh, through a friend of mine who um, I was dating back then who introduced me to it. And she and I would go like twice a year. And I just kind of kept going through my life. When I turned about 50, about 10 years ago, the woman that I would see here in town here in Phoenix as a card reader, and she told me I was supposed to be doing this. I was supposed to be giving messages. And I looked at her like she was insane because at the time I was a real estate broker and I just couldn't <laughs> imagine that I could do that. And uh, the same week that that happened, I went to an event and all the people there were talking about learning how to read uh, tarot cards. And I thought, well, that must be a message of some sort. So I went online and I thought, well, there's got to be a way to do this, a way to figure it out. Someone else must have already invented the wheel for that. So I Googled that and uh, Doreen Virtue, who makes angel cards, has a class or she did at the time to become a certified angel card reader. And I thought, all right, I'll give that one a whirl. So to make a longer story shorter, um, I did that. And in order to become certified as the reader, you had to do readings for people. And I thought, who's going to believe me, right? So, oh, basically, and the class was about um, looking at the cards and trying to like get messages, I don't want to say get messages from them, but intuitively um, getting ideas off them or like allowing your brain or your intuitive part to like uh, look at it and then decide what it meant. So that was basically what they taught you how to do. And then for the certification piece, I put it on uh, Craigslist, free tarot card reading. All you have to do is tell me if I get it right, ask me a question and then tell me. So I did 10 of them. Nine of them wrote me back saying, wow, that was amazing. I still didn't really believe it until the one woman who asked me what her career path should be, and I'm drawing cards, and I said to her, you know, I feel like you're doing a lot of writing. You're supposed to be a doctor or nurse. Why aren't you in medical school? And she wrote me back and said that she was a emergency room scribe studying to be a nurse. And when that happened, I realized, okay, maybe I can do this. And that's kind of what started it. I started going to fairs, and um, well, there's a whole other story about how I got my first deck of cards, but it was kind of like one thing led to another, and it's very, um, you know, no, there's no coincidences. So that's kind of how it's supposed to work, I guess. But in my own personal journey, so people are probably wondering, well, how can they do it themselves? One of the things I did is I would lay in bed at night and I would say, you know, in my head, what is it? What did I learn today? And what do I need to know for tomorrow? 
And I would just kind of put it out there. And I started um, like hearing stuff. Um, it sounds like, you know, the voice we all have in our head. Mm-hmm. It kind of, the mind sounds like that because it's the same tone. But in the beginning, it was very quiet. Now it is the same level, same volume um, when I hear those things. Um, but, and that's what I tell people to do. Um, and that just the volume gets louder over time. I also noticed that it got louder the more I believed it or the more I like took action based on what I heard. Because it's kind of like, you know, when you drive up, you're, you're lost or you're trying to go somewhere and you get to an intersection and you're like, mm, I don't know which way to go. But you have that feeling, all right, I really should turn right. So you turn that way and it turns out to be the right way. It's mm-hmm. kind of like following that same pattern or that same beliefs that that's where I got to where I am today. And then in order, and then to do this work that I'm doing now, when I decided to do it full time, that just came with confidence. The more I did it and the more reaction I got from people saying, wow, that was amazing. How did you know that? And so that's kind of what's gotten me to here. And I think the key uh, for me, at least, is it's always about the other person and being of service. Like the more you give, the more you get. I found that to be a thousand percent true for me. So I'm always giving and I'm always you know, and the more that I give it, the more it comes back to me. It's when I, um, when I found that when I got worried about, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to, you know, is this going to make money and blah, 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 all that. As soon as I lost or got rid of all that and just realized, you know what, you got to do this because it's fun. And because you, um, it's, um, it's the word I'm looking for. It's enlightening. It's, it's enriching. Um, it's great watching people's face react to the messages I give them. Um, and just seeing how they change, like um, during the reading, that's the, my biggest joy. And the more that I noticed that or stayed with that, the more my gift grew, the bigger my business got to kind of all work together. Isn't it the purpose, your life's purpose, your life's path yes. that you that you do this? And this is why you're guided this way. And have, you needed everything that you experienced up until the point that you were, ca- you know, catalyst into this realm to be able to help people. True, because even when I first got out of college, um, I worked in the news media, um, this is many years ago, and I was a newscast producer. So I would be the one, uh, the late the late show is the one I did, the one at 11 or 10 o'clock, depending on where I was living. And my at that night, I would you know go to work every day. All right, what's the most important thing that happened today that people need to know about uh, before they go to bed or they need to know about what's going to happen tomorrow, like the weather or whatever that is. So I've always been in a role where I've been giving messages or guiding people, even though at the time I was in TV, I didn't really realize what it was going to lead to or how significant it was that I was basically doing the same thing I'm doing now. Even in when I was in real estate, you're still helping people find their right home and, you know, do that kind of thing. When I was running the broker, uh, the brokerage that I was running, we had a huge rental business. Um, so we were having, you know, renters coming in and out. But at the same time, it wasn't about, you know, the money so much as well the owners were. But for me, it was like, okay, let's just go help people and see what happens. I mean, I think the best decision that that brokerage made was when they decided they wanted to have a different broker or whatever their decision was and decided to um, set me free. And that was the best thing that ever happened because if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be doing this now. I don't know that I would have had the um, guts to take the plunge the way, you know, the universe said, no, here you go and like push you into it. Exactly. I understand exactly. We have a caller, Deb in Nebraska is calling. So welcome, Deb. Hi, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I have a question about what is the best way to try to reach out to your spirit guide? So for me, like I said, I, um, you know, close my eyes and ask them to, you know, what is it that I need to know? Um, How do I, you know, um, what do I need to know from today? What do I need to know about tomorrow? There's another meditation that a friend of mine gave me, which is really good. So I'll give it to you really quick. It's really easy to remember. So here's how you do it. So when you're laying in bed tonight, you take three like deep healing breaths. You um, imagine in front of yourself a big white staircase. You're going to walk up this staircase. And when you get to the top, wherever the top is for you, you're going to look around and you're going to see on the left side, there'll be mountains. They're going to be kind of red rock like here in Sedona, Arizona, north of here. And to the right of that, you kind of look to the right and up and you're going to see spirit. So spirit is going to be sitting in a big chair. To me, it looked like someone sitting in the chair like at the Lincoln Memorial. And when you see him or her or it or however it is in your mind, you ask, can my inner child come play with you? And it will say yes. And then you walk up to it and you can ask him or, 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 it, or however it is in your mind, how do, can I make you louder? What do I need to do 
to allow that to happen. And you'll have a conversation with this being. And when you're done with that conversation, you thank him, take like three steps back, look to the right, and you're going to see old man in a cave. So old man in a cave to me looks like the um, abominable snowman in the Matterhorn at Disneyland. So when you see that being is what I called it, ask him or her or it, does he have any tools for you to help you be successful with what spirit just told you? And he will, and he will give you something. And after you're done with that, this is the most important part, then you take three steps back, you look to the left, you'll see the stairs, you walk back over to the landing, back down the stairs, and back into your body. It's really important when you do this that you go from old man in the cave to the stairs. Don't just go old man in the cave back to you because you'll leave part of yourself in that other dimension or energy flow and the person who showed this to me said that that's a bad thing. Um, so that's what I would suggest. I will tell you the first time I did that, um, I did it for a question I was having in a relationship and I got an answer from spirit and I got an answer from old man in the cave. And when I put that answer into action the very next day, it made a huge difference and there was a huge shift. So even though that may sound um, kind of crazy, what I just said, there is some kind of power to that. Does that help? Does that make sense? Do you have a question about that? No, thank you. I appreciate that. And if you need help with thank that you or you get much. stuck, my website is bobthepsychic.com. There's a, a, a form you can fill out to ask me a question or whatever. If you go ahead and say how you know me and you have a question about the meditation, I'm happy to email you and, and help you out with that. Or you can set up a reading, but you don't need to if it's just about that meditation. Happy to help you. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Deb, for calling in. That is an interesting meditation. Isn't it, though? And it's very um, powerful. I mean, the first time I did it, you know, I had to go up the stairs. But after you do it, like the second time when I just closed my eyes, I was already, I didn't need to use the stairs. I was already there. And I don't know if that's because I'm already open to it and I'm kind of connected that way or if Jeff, that's just the way it works. But I've told a lot of people about that and they all seem to say, wow, that was amazing. It worked. That's great. I'm even going to try that. I'm, I'm up for trying any new meditation or, or way. And, and it's very easy because you lead yourself. You don't have to be like, listen, if you want to, I mean, you can listen to music and stuff as you do, but it's not like you need of what you can just do yourself. Or if you wanted to, I guess you could record yourself saying what to do. But I feel like it's so easy that you don't need to. It is relatively simple. The most important thing, though, to remember Get back to that staircase and get down into right. you when you, you reemerge with yourself. Correct. You have to go back the way you went. That's the key to it. That's fascinating. I, I have to give it a try. And here's the thing. Reach out to Bob and he can send you the written uh, directions on doing this. So, excellent. So, Bob, let's talk about when you started getting involved with, you know, doing this on your own. Um. Did you have any big epiphanies happen for your own personal life? Yes. In my own personal life, I started realizing um, similarities between some of the relationships and situations that I had been in. And I felt also that now when um, I just look at the world differently. So when there's an obstacle or a challenge, I notice now I kind of take a step back and try to see, all right, what's the message here? And trying not to get all frustrated about it and trying to like take a step back. Um, and the other thing I do now, all, because my circle of friends have changed and they're all with a gift, that I reach out to them to get advice or connection on that. But I do feel like my life now is much more driven. I'm much more um, calm. Like there's some people I hang out with and they're always like, every time we come to your apartment, Bob, we always get tired. Or every time I'm around you, I always feel tired. And I just say, it's because I have calming energy and I'm very calm about that just from the work that I do and that however that works for me, it keeps me, you know, like on focus or on task. So I tell them that and they're like, oh, okay. And that does seem to make sense to them. So have you changed your lifestyle differently from when you were a broker to when you started going down this path and um, make people? Like, like is there rituals and things you do, that kind of thing? 
No, there's not really rituals or things I do. I feel like, um, well, I mean, maybe one of them is I do sleep without an alarm clock because you have your own business and you have to take it seriously. So that might be one thing that my sleeping pattern is different. I also feel, well, I guess, but that could just be because I'm, um, you know, a sole proprietor. Like I, I run my own business. You can set your own hours, do those things. Right. I do, do that. Um, I don't really have any different rituals, though, um, that I can think of or that I notice. For all I know, I do and I don't notice it, but I, there's not like something I do every day or every week or anything like that. So um, you don't meditate every day? I, I probably do without realizing it. Actually, you know what? That's interesting. I think I actually have started doing that. So my meditation, this is in the last like couple of months. So this is going to sound interesting. So on Facebook, every so often, you know, you see the ads and there's one in there for something um, which I don't want to say their name because the product was terrible and it didn't work. I had to buy a different one. But basically what it does, is it puts stars on the ceiling in the room. So it looks wow. like you're kind of, um, you'll see it on Facebook, but there's a bunch of them out there. I've noticed at night and I, since I got it about two months ago, I do turn that on every night before I go to sleep and I listen to um, some kind of music on my um, iPod or not my iPod, my iPhone about like relaxing or chill and just kind of stare up at the stars. And I think that is my meditation, although I don't really close my eyes and do the whole thing about the breathing, but I think just staring at it, that must be my meditation that I do now. So yes, I guess I do do it. And you can meditate with your eyes open. You don't have to, you know, look, there's mindful meditations, there's walking meditations. So why can't there be stargazing meditations? Yeah. And so when you're staring at it, and I do notice I kind of get lost in it or I'll realize, oh, wow, I kind of disappeared for a minute. So I feel like that is the point when you're just kind of very relaxed and being calm. And I have a, a dog, a small dog, a dachshund, and she likes to sleep on top of me. So when I first get into bed and she's trying to, you know, and I'm laying on my back staring at the stars and she lays right there till she realizes, oh, he's going to turn over now and go to sleep and then she'll move over. But so it is kind of like our meditation together in some kind of weird way. But I do do that. And I think that that does help keep me grounded and stuff. I do. Um, I used to do a lot of writing. I used to write in a journal, especially in the very beginning about um, I was in a, a toxic relationship um, right at the time I started doing this. And I found that by writing in the journal about it to help release it and get rid of it gave me greater clarity about what I was doing and, and got myself out of it. So uh, that was one of, that's kind of a side note. I'm a big journaler. I like to journal. I don't journal every day, but I like to, um, because A, you're recording what's going on in your world. So when you look back and you, you can see where your changes have taken place, but it's also a great place to regurgitate emotions um, if you're having, if you're struggling over something or what, you know, you could throw all your emotions in there if you're angry with somebody or someone's angry at you. And you can also ask questions and then leave the questions to the universe and allow it to just take hold so you can receive the messages from the questions. Because mm-hmm. you have to wait for that empty space. For your right. Mind. And I think yeah. staring at the stars, as I like to say, is what is what does that. Which is... <laughs> Which is so much fun. Do they change colors? That's my question. Uh, it does change colors, yes. Oh, good. Well, maybe we should put on the one that does work. We won't talk about the one that doesn't work, the one that makes you happy. I know I've bought a bunch of those for people who've just had children, for babies. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's expansive for the mind of the child. There's something about it because I know I like staring at it, So and I do it every night. So there is something hmm. about that something to look into for more yep. fun. So what, how did, so you said you do like the psychic fairs. I know you did the Renaissance fair. You know what? I'm, yes. Before I get into this question, we're going to go on break so I don't interrupt you. We'll catch this question on the other side. Stay tuned for more of Bob the Psychic and feel free to give a call if you'd like to talk to him personally. 888-346-9181. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G dot com. 
Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. If you've just tuned in, I'm with Bob the Psychic, and Bob is phenomenal. He channels divine healing messages from directly from spirit, thus creating a unique rapport with every client. And it's more than just an ordinary card reading because Bob's intuitive, intuitive and mediumship gift is unmatched by his messages and pro- that provide a sense of peace, understanding, emotional healing. And check him out at bobthepsychic.com because um, Bob and I have had exchanges and he's very amazing. And that's why we wanted him on the show so that we can give you a chance to touch base with Bob by asking a question. You can call in or reach out to him after the show. So welcome back, Bob. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great being here. Oh. Love having you here. You're so much fun. Uh, so we were, I was going to talk about your offerings, what you, you know, what you do with your clients, because we were talking about how you started out and you do this, like the Renaissance Fair and some of the psychic fairs in the Phoenix area. But yeah, so um, the way it started for me, um, I I do the Phoenix First Friday Art Walk. Uh, when it comes back, I'll, I'll be over there. So that's uh, the first uh, Friday of the month. I'm downtown. I do things there. I do all the psychic fairs. There's two different ones here in town. There's the Phoenix Psychic Fair, and then the other one is called Embrace Your Journey. That's a metaphysical event is what they call that, so I go to both of those. And then through my website, I just have other offerings, other services and stuff I do, but I try to get out as much as I can. Um, One of the things I do, one of my ways of giving back is I do Facebook Live twice a week. Um, and during those sessions, I'll, uh, people will type their question in the comments or whatever they want to know, and I'll go down the list and just answer them. So that's kind of my gift back to the community, like trying to, you know, not only get my name out there, but really trying to help other people. There's a core group of about 50 that show up each, uh, each session. The one is in the morning on Tuesdays, one is in the evenings on Thursdays, and you can find out all about that also on my website, bobthepsychic.com. It should be in the events calendar or go to my Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash bobthepsychic. It'll be posted there. Um, so that's kind of the way I get back and make sure I'm just connected with the community. And it's a great pay, pay it forward. Yes. And I find, yeah. And I mean, sometimes I've gotten clients out of it. People have booked your readings, but most of the time people are just coming there. Will you draw a card for me? I have a question about this. And I I do that, and it's getting pretty busy. In fact, I'm just implementing um, a program now to cut to the front of the line so you don't have to make sure that you are among the first, like, on it right when it starts to be able to have your question answered. So I just started something to help people do that. If they want to make sure I answer their question, there's a thing they can do, and I'll, I'll answer it first before I do the people who are, you know, just uh, connected to the uh, event. It's like your own VIP pass to Bob the Psychic. It is. It's a VIP pass. It is. <laughs> That's, I think that's brilliant. So where did you, where did you fine tune your abilities? Did you go to a school, a class? Yes, I did. So when I was first starting, um, um, after I realized I kind of gave that story before about, you know, the, um, the thing I did on uh, Craigslist, then I went to um, the bookstore here in town um, to buy my deck. Uh, it's not this, this is my third tarot deck, the third because they get dirty. But when I was there, I was talking to the woman behind the counter who was, I said, I'm just learning how to do this, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, it turns out that she was in the same place and she was taking a class there on how to read the cards. So I kind of teamed up with her and two other people and we started our own little group where we would practice our intuition on each other. So that was one way. Another thing that I have done is there's a website. It's Biddy Tarot. Be like Bob, I, D, D, like dog, Y, Biddy Tarot.com. Bridget is in um, Australia, and her gig is teaching people how to read tarot cards and opening yourself up to those messages. I've taken two classes from her, um, and she's amazing. And there's even a program on there that I took part in for a while where if you want to practice readings on people, you can join it. Uh, You do them for free, but um, in other words, the people who uh, don't, she doesn't charge for that, the people who... Um, get the messages, but it's a way to practice your intuition. So I've done both of those. And I've found along the way too, I've attracted, I like to call them mentors to me. I've had um, two of them. One of them, the first one was Sharon. Sharon lives in New Mexico. She did live here before. And she helped give me, um, wow, how to like name some of the product names in my business. One of the layouts I do with the cards that I call my eyeball that no one else does. She gave that to me um, and helped me really... um, learn about the way you throw cards and how you can use them to keep giving messages instead of being in your head about, oh, okay, so there's supposed to be four here and I'm going to stop at four instead of just like being intuitive about it and allow it keep going. That's one. And the other, my other mentor person who's currently my mentor is Liz. Uh, Liz is a Native American shaman. I met her actually at the Phoenix First Friday Art Walk. We've been the best of friends for going on eight years now. And she has amazing gifts and has helped me like tune my gift. Um, when I feel like I'm stuck or I have a question in a reading, like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm giving this person the right answer. Well, I'll call her during the reading. And like, I'll tell the client, hang on, I'm going to call my friend Liz. Let's see what she has to say about this. And so I use her for that. And I feel like by just making it a community effort and that whole referral thing has also helped me a lot. So for example, uh, as my mediumship, uh, when it first started, and I would um, not sure that I was getting the right thing for someone, there's a medium here in town that I would say, you know what, call this person, he's the best, I know him, and see if he can help you. And I, I do that all the time, even to this day, because I feel like I know, actually, I don't have to feel, I do know, and I'm not every psychic is for every person. So there are people I'm not going to be able to read, or the people who aren't going to be able to connect to my energy, but I still want to help them. So let me give you a list of names of people that I know and trust. And see what they have to say for you. And I do that all the time. Because I feel like that's just one way of being of service. And it's not about um, me or myself. It's really about helping you get what you want. In fact, there's another, one more person I talk about. There's an intuitive um, counselor I use. And I, um, I send when people are in relationship issues and I can tell they're stuck, I'll, I'll be like, you know, you should talk to this person. She has a program. If it resonates, great. And if not, that's okay, too. And so it's kind of like we're all helping each other. The Me, Liz, and Ingrid is her name. We all are referring people to each other because we know what our gifts are. We know what our strengths are. And when it, when it doesn't match, we just share. I have to say, I love, it's refreshing the fact that you'll say not everybody is for everybody and that you'll reach out to somebody else just because the main focus is getting the client the help. Right. And another thing that I've done, which people, I didn't realize people didn't do that. So in my readings, so I record all of them, whether they're on Zoom or on the phone. And I send it to the client and I'll be like, all right, when you listen to it or watch it, if you have a question about something I said, feel free to email me. This is not necessarily a one and done thing. And so many people are like, really, I can email you? I'm like, yeah, because I probably if I said something and you have a question about it, that must be important. Just because the question didn't come when we were connected at that moment doesn't mean I can't answer it and help you. So I do that all the time, too. And I feel like that just shows that you're really putting it out to the other person and not about me like, okay, you paid your whatever it is and our hour's up and okay, I'm moving on to the next one. I don't, I don't do that. In my healing sessions, I, I do something similar because especially if it's your first time client, I always reach out and check on you, make sure everything's okay. You know, you're doing well. And, you know, if they're, if they're running into an issue, call me, re- text me, let you know, reach out because I'd rather you get immediate help or as immediate as I can attend, than to let them hanging, you know, and, and struggling. Because I know in the past I had that happen to right. me. You've gone to and, somebody. And you're talking about the energy healing thing. So I'm in a program right now that I call it my like weekly therapy. But there's someone I know, um, I'll even give you her name. Her name is Candice Silvers. And she teaches something called uh, 
Shiva Murti energy healing. It's a Balinese modality. And I've been trained and able to do that. And that's the next thing I'm going to launch in my business. But she has a weekly thing that she calls life class. So it's like a group. I want to say it's like a therapy session, but it's amazing. And I think that's what helps keep me tuned into it. It's every, I go to the one on Mondays, which is my day off. So my day off day, that's my nurture day. And her class is my main nurturing that I do. So there's always something to do. Yes, yeah, so it's Candice Silver's. I think it's uh, Candice Silver Studios if you want to know more about that. Or you can reach out to me. I'm happy to hook you up. But she does uh, Shiva Murti energy healings. And she even does a free session once a month. And she gets hundreds of people on Zoom. And as one of the healers, I'm on there too doing energy healing on people. So every month there's something. So if you want to go to it for free, hit me up. I'll tell you when the next one is. Or you can go to her website and find it there. Perfect. I love Bali. So yes. anything Balinese she is does amazing. retreats there too. And so once Bali reopens, I'm going to go with her. Oh, you're going to love it. It's my happy place. I've yeah. been trying to get my husband there. Then they've got so many healers and so many temples and it's such a spiritual place. It truly is. I'm telling as you can tell, I, I have no, I had to have past lives in Bali because I just, I, you know, for my first time being there, I was like, oh, my God. Because right. you, you go there and you realize, wait, I've been here before. It feels familiar. It's like when people ask, how do I know if this person is my soulmate? Okay, so when you met them, did you feel like you already knew them? That's one of the signs, like, because you have that connection, that thing from, I usually say it's like a thing from a previous life where you already know them. Or you're with them for a while and you realize, there's an important reason why this person is here at this very moment. And right. I, I find a lot of people like that. And what's funny about that is when I look back, when I realized that or it came to me, I look back at my life, the, the significant relationships I've had and realized, oh, there was some kind of past life connection or, oh, they're here for a certain reason. Like even the person I'm involved with now, I, she's here for a reason. I know it, especially by the time, you know, she popped up in my life and the things that have happened between us. So it's just very interesting that the healing that's going on around me from her and other people. And it's so beautiful. And isn't it amazing when you recognize, like I, I remember an incident in my life where I didn't, I only had met this person once and I was at the beach and I saw a profile and I knew who it was immediately, but it just felt like I knew this person. And we have those so many times in our lives. Right. And I feel like a lot of times I didn't really recognize it before. And so there, I'm sure there's other people who don't recognize it because that's kind of more, I want to say more mainstream than the people who, like you and I, who have a gift and realize, you know, try to work hard to open it up and have it be, um, I want to use the word successful, but I don't know if that's the right word, but have it, you know, be connected to it and helping others. So everybody does it. There's no one who doesn't have it. Even when People ask me, you know, well, do I have a gift too? And usually what I say to people is, you know, the way I say it, there's two different kinds, although there's more than two, that people either hear or see. So mine is hearing because I hear it. I don't really see, but I tell other people you see. So it would be like colors or whatever. And then I'll say to them, so when you were, and my guides will tell me the age. So I'll say, yeah, so when you were eight and you saw that person, it would have looked like someone sitting on your bed next to you. Do you remember that? And they'll be like, oh, yeah. So it is, it is kind of like showing people that they all have a gift and giving them that sense of um, like connection, I want to say. Absolutely. And that works the other way too. Like, you know how you walk into a room and you just immediately feel this resistance towards somebody or, or you're repelled? And that's right. a past life thing also. It's yes. just that the circumstances in their past life are not positive. Correct. Correct. And this is why you're acting in this capacity. So either you brutalize them or they brutalized you because we're always, right. you know, and what, it doesn't make a difference. We have always been a victim. We've been the, the perpetrator. We've been a neutral party. We've been, a, I call them seat fillers of our life. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, like if you go to a restaurant, the person you're with is your the direct connection, but the people all around are your seat fillers. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like they've been in your life before, but always in that kind of capacity. So we've got a couple of minutes left before we go on break. Can you, do you have a story? Like, is there a story that stands out that, you know, that you, like, you gave somebody a session and, and something miraculous happened that you could share? Um, I, you know, I get that all the time. But the one I like to talk about the most is a client in New Jersey and he um, found me 
I'm not sure how he found me, but when his dad passed away, he called me and asked if I could connect to his dad. And uh, when I connect um, like that, I'll close my eyes and I'll tell them, okay, so I'm going to rock a little bit. My voice might change. I'm not going to remember what it is I'm about to tell you. And my guides are going to say to you during this process, whatever I say, does this make sense? Do you have a question? Be sure to say something. So that's kind of like the prep. But I was able to connect with his dad. And the miraculous thing was his dad was giving him specific financial advice about accounts and things in accounts and properties and all that. And he calls me about once every six or eight weeks to just check in with his dad to make sure he's doing things right. And it's amazing hearing how when he first called me, he wasn't confident about the new role that he had gotten because his dad had passed and he was going to step up and now run this business to today where he's doing it successfully. He's much more confident. I mean, I hear it in his voice. The conversations with his dad are like, let me get the chills are like amazing because his dad is always around him. So I think that's one of my favorite stories to tell is about how you say stuff to people and it really changes their lives. And in the beginning when I would do it, like two years ago, there was a time for about three months, every day I was making people cry. So by making them cry, like whatever it is I said, they would just start bawling. And it got to be kind of like a thing with some friends of mine. They would call me every night. All right, how many people did you make? So I do tell people now, um, if I get a sense they're going to cry, I'll say, I make people cry all the time. So if you start crying, go ahead. I'm going to, you know, um, encourage you to do that. Or when I used to see people in my apartment before COVID, I'd have the big box of Kleenex sitting right there on my desk. Mm -hmm. And I would say, that's for you if you need it. And so, but I feel like the crying thing or the thing with the person in New Jersey is that they're having a release. They're getting something that they need. I'm helping guide them to whatever that is. Um, you know, I kind of like take them to the edge, whatever that is, but they have to do the work to, to make it fly. I mean, in the uh, New Jersey gentleman's case, he did have to make the changes or do whatever to get confident. But for the women who are crying, because usually my, 99% of my clients are women, it's about realizing something about a relationship or realizing that I'll say, well, something happened when you were such and such an age, and this is what's happening right now. And that usually triggers them right away. I'm like, okay, so we need to work on that. I said, I, I don't know what the incident is. I just know the age. So that way they don't have to tell me what it is if it's something awful, and usually it is. So, And I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't need to know that. I just know the age and I'm going to help you that way. Which is amazing. It, it is truly, and that, that's a great story. And bravo for that male to come forward because for some reason you're a male. Why do you feel that, that it's so challenging for men to want to um, delve into metaphysics? I think it's because it involves um, like being more of feminine in some ways, like we're all a mix of ma masculine and feminine energies, but yes. for a lot of men, they're all masculine, not a lot of feminine. So one of the things that I notice is I do have a strong feminine side. People tell me that. And I think it's because of that, able to connect that way and not being, you know, afraid of it, that that's what helps me. I do know in the, I, I don't know how far we are from the break, but I saw those in those there doing these. Yes. Wait, you, you've got it till like 30 seconds hasn't popped up. Let's do it when we get back because it's kind of something Sophia and I, another person and I talked about, about why, you know, so many male psychics are gay and I'm not. And what does that mean to me or why do I think that is? And I thought that was a really interesting discussion. So let's have that on the other side of the break. Okay. Well, we've just popped up. So we'll be back in a minute. Stay tuned. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path to learn to live a more self-loving life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D, 
B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I'm with Bob the Psychic, and Bob is an extraordinary healer, uh, and he's a divine messenger offering healing messages from this directly from spirit. And in addition to making every experience unique for each and every client of his, he does more than that because he brings unmatched messages that prove a sense of peace, understanding, and emotional healing to his clients. So we're going to start talking to Bob, but before that, it's charity shout-out time, and Bob's charity is the Jewish Family and Children's Services. So, Bob, coming in, let's talk about the Jewish Family and Children's Services and why it's so meaningful to you. It's meaningful to me because of the work that they do in not only the Jewish community, but just the community in general, trying to make a difference in children's lives um, through um, you know, clothing and food and education, and they really go out of their way to help others. It uh, doesn't matter what community you're in. I know it's called Jewish, but it doesn't matter. Um, and I just feel like that they make a huge difference. And when I hear about them or I see them somewhere, it always makes me feel warm and happy inside. So that's why I like to uh, try to help them as much as I can. Which I think is, is phenomenal. So to look up the Jewish Family and Children's Services our website is jfcaz.org. Check them out. See how you can help them because anytime that a child is involved, it pulls a hard string. So just check them out. So when we were going on break, we were talking about men in metaphysics. So, so yes. So what I was going to say, what I want to say is that, so I was on another, um, I was doing a summit and uh, the host asked me about why I thought, you know, most male psychics are gay or why um, there aren't a lot of male psychics. And my response was, well, I'm not gay, but um, that I felt like the difference was that the, for me, what I noticed, I do have a strong feminine side. In other words, so it's easy for me to connect to that more. I want to say kind, compassionate, um, um, what's a nurturing healing side. I, I'm very strong that way. I always have been not really sure why it's just one of the things I was given when I, you know, was born, I guess. And I think that's one of the reasons it helps me connect. And so for men, a lot of them, what I notice is the men that, um, are afraid of this, or they're just not sure of it. It's they're very much into their masculine energy and they haven't really explored that feminine side or seeing that compassionate side around them that they're, you know, quiet or they don't, they don't know how to connect. And I think that might be a reason why men are, might be afraid, I'm using that in quotes, of this. But I do have a few male clients. They're not, um, you know, it's, it's few and far between, but there's always a way to connect with them and all that. And most of them, it's just like talking to a woman. It's, it's not any different, at least that's what I find. But I do feel like a lot of them are kind of quiet about it. Even the example I was giving about the gentleman in New Jersey, I'm sure, you know, he, some of his family members know that he talks to me. Some of them don't. For example, his brother, um, he did share it with his brother. His brother wanted to see or get a message from his dad. And when I was channeling that, I said, I guess I said to him, oh, I I actually was, yeah, I was channeling, but I was still within me. And I I described the room where his dad would speak to him specifically, like, you know, where the windows were, the doors, what was in the room. Turns out I completely described his office. And he said, yes, I know exactly where that is. And I told him where his dad would be. And he went in there the first time they tried it or he went in there. He didn't really feel it. But I do feel like his dad, I mean, I got a message that his dad was there. He just didn't know. So I just feel like for men, it's just harder to be open that way. And that might be why there's not a lot of male psychics that it's seen as a woman or a feminine thing just because of their um, connection or their, I guess, the feminine energy piece. But for me, it just kind of works. And I... uh, I find it interesting and helpful because I feel like in some ways, a lot of people want to talk to a guy. I feel like in some cases for the 
the men because they want to talk to me because I'm a guy. For the women that I talk to, I feel like sometimes they, um, they've even said, you know, they wanted a male perspective on something and they thought that the information I would give them would come from that, from that point. Is the perspective different between a male and a female psychic? I don't think so. I feel like the answer is no, no. Because I, I feel like feel it all way. comes from the same place and that wherever <laughs> it's coming from, whatever spirit is, I don't think there's a sex there. You know what I mean? It's just a, a being, whether it's a man or a woman. That's why when I was doing the, helping the, the caller with that meditation and I said, you're going to see spirit, you know, him, her, it, whatever it looks like to you. Right. So there's not a preconceived notion in her head or anyone's head about what it, what it looks like. It is whatever it, it is. It's and it's so true. It's so true. Just because it could be so different. I mean, you could have somebody who who looks like they're just in meager clothing, or you can see a being that is just opulent and and glowing. And yes. I'm, I'm talking about like you can see gold amulets on the shoulders or whatever it might be. I don't know. For some reason, it just like all blew up and, and it was became very gold to me. So when I said that. Um, so let's talk about, um, giving back and as a psychic giving back, because mm, there are many psychics who are very free with the information. And then there are some that are very, you know, they hold everything very close to their check because it's, it's a strict business. It's not a purpose, a service. So. You know, from your observation, your experience seeing people, do you feel that there's a per- something personality-wise that makes them feel that this is just strictly, they're in their head that it's business rather than their heart as something as a compassion, compassionate service? Whether it's in their personality. I mean, I can, off the top of my head here, I can think of some people that where it is a business and that... Um, uh, that they're not in their heart uh, about things. Um, and my experience with them has been, um, I scare them. So what I mean by that is it's happened uh, two or three times, especially towards the beginning of my career, where I was like looking to see if there was someplace I could work, where there were people coming in and I could practice on them. And I was told by both of these particular people that I, didn't, I wasn't connected, didn't know what I was doing, and I needed to take lessons on how to do this. And I thought to myself, that doesn't even sound logical to me because how do you teach someone what it is that we do? It just kind of comes to you. It's from a gift. It's from caring. You know, it's um, the more you work on it in, um, indep- or individually is how it grows. So for those two people, yes, it's definitely not in their heart. And definitely, you know, um, it, it is a business. So, I mean, and they have some limited success, I guess. I, I don't know. But I mean, just not to work with them. Um, so does that answer the question? I don't know. If that's I think it answers the question. So my next question that, that to layer on top of that is, do you feel, and I'm, this is just from, from perspective, it's not a mm-hmm. judgment, but that because it's, it's, so, it's more of a tangible business than a heartfelt business, do you feel that the information still is the same or maybe it's not as flowy because of the control factor? I feel it? like it's... Um, my experiences with that is that it's probably, I want to say it's not as flowy and there's usually a hint of manipulation in it. So by hints of manipulation, what I mean from that is, because I've talked to other people who are survivors, I just thought of another person who does it, survivors of them. And what I mean by that is the, they will tell the client, wow, you have this dark energy around you. And if you pay me a thousand dollars a month, I'm going to go to Sedona and light candles for you. And I've been told this, there's a woman here in Phoenix who says that to people. I've heard it from four different people. And, you know, they wanted to know, you know, oh my gosh, is it real? And I got, I totally was sent that they had given her the thousand dollars a month for however long that is. And I said, well, my personal belief is that it's not real. I said, I don't believe you have to go to Sedona to light candles. Um, If you do have a negative energy around you, I know someone who will clear it for free and not charge you a thousand dollars. And usually, you know, I'll close my eyes and try to connect and see they might have something around them, but it's not the way it was described to them. So that's why I call it part of a manipulation thing. And I'm also very careful. This has happened to me a couple times too. Those people, um, I want to say some psychics have a huge following. I have a following too, but I'm careful about that. And what I mean by that is if people start calling me every day, every week, every minute, trying to get an answer about something, 
once I realize they're doing it, I usually try to cut it off in a way and say, hey, you have to live your own life. You can't depend on me to tell you what to do or to keep giving you messages. You can do it yourself because I feel like I don't want to be that person that they're dependent on. And I don't want to be in a situation where they're like depending addicted. on you. Now. Yeah, addicted. Yeah, it's care- I'm careful about that. In fact, I just um, there was a friend of mine. We're not unfortunately we just had a falling out because she was doing that. And I kept warning her and telling her, you know, you call me 20 times a day. You're always peppering me and blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, so that was, and it was sad. I mean, you know, she's a nice girl. I wish her the best, but I know we're not supposed to be in communication right now because she's on her path. I'm on mine and her path is um, not mine. I'm so glad we're ending with this because I think it's important for people to understand the difference. And when they're asked to do things that are, you know, I, I don't believe any legitimate psychic or medium should ask you for money to do anything above and right. beyond the service that they're offering. And if they do, right. That's one of the other things I do in my readings to let people know that I'm not that. And I do it in kind of a, a way where they might not realize it when I'm doing the intro. Like, you know, I say to people, I don't normally ask questions, but if I do, I'm going to give you the answer to the question in the question for example, wow, you already have three kids, right? You have three kids, that kind of thing, instead of saying, oh, well, how many kids do you have? And trying to fish that way. And when people ask me why I say that, the reason is that way they know I'm not fishing for an answer. I'm trying to match what you want to hear. I'm going to give you what I'm hearing. And even when they start telling me stories, they want to tell me stuff, I'll be like, okay, hold on. Before you do this, if I start hearing something for you, I'm going to jump in and cut you off. So let me cut you off. That way, because what I found in the beginning is people would tell me stuff and right. I'd start hearing it and I'd go, oh, yeah, that's what I just heard. And then I took a step back and realized, well, how do they know that that's true? How is right. that helpful? Yeah. So I cut people off that way and I try to set the expectation that I'm of what I am going to do and what I'm not going to do. So they know that it's, I want to say, so they know that it's legit or that they know I'm really there to help them and not try to manipulate them and, you know. Perfect. Our our time is up, so I need to I need to scoot, but I want to say thank you, Bob. Please check out BobThePsychic.com. Check out what he does. He's amazing. His he is he's his heart is just so loving. I I feel your energy and I just love it. It's you know, from the first time I've met you. So thank you. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for all they do to get the show up on the to get the show up and out to you. I want to thank Bridget, my right hand, my left hand. Thank you so much for all you do. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in each and every week to hear another exciting episode with one of my fabulous guests. And um, because I know that this is time you can't get back, so I want to make it valuable for you. And I want to remind you that the Global Consciousness Development Circle, or GCDC, is having a great raffle um, to support our launch. So please Check out my website at MarlaGoldbergWith2Rs.com and you can buy a raffle ticket right on the front page, on the landing page. So until next week, as always, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. Stay well and know how grateful I am for you being in my life in whatever capacity it is. Take care. Bye. Bye. 